you still have to get it done at the time that it really counts, which we have not managed to do. It's the first time that you could genuinely say that there is a chance that we could be World Cup champions. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. Now you're welcome, Max. So we're turning to yesterday's rugby the TikTok Women's Six Nations underway in disappointing fashion for Ireland, beating 31 points to five at Cardiff Arms Park by Wales, who looked very good, it must be said. England uh, bid farewell to Sarah Hunter by beating Scotland very comfortably, as you might expect. Uh, very good to say, Alison Miller, Grand Slam winner, is with us on the line. Good afternoon. Hi, Joe. How are you? Very well. So... That was not a great day at the office for Ireland. For people who didn't see the game, Alison, it became very apparent very early on that the Welsh forwards had the measure of the Irish forwards. And it's always an uphill task when that's the case, but they were especially dominant early on. Yeah, it was a hard watch at times. And I think um, they started the game at a much higher intensity than Ireland and they got very, very easy metres. And they... um, yeah, they looked dominant physically and they won that uh, physicality battle all over the field yesterday. Not much an Irish team can do in that instance, or is there? Um, well, I think, like, we, we started off with possession and, we, you know, our breakdown wasn't good, our physicality, and, you know, we ended up turning over the ball and making mistakes. But I think different things like our aggression to get off the line, our line speed our body height and, you know, and tackles and when we're on the line, um, physicality, aggression, um, different things like that um, didn't help our cause yesterday. Um, we were playing against a very strong wind, not being at the game. It's obviously very hard to tell what how bad that was, but um, we probably, I think Dan O'Brien made a big difference when she came on and she put probably more kicks through and we didn't do that in the first half. Um, so we didn't hold on to the ball and we were uh, playing quite laterally and deep in attack which didn't help either and we just had generally a lack of penetration Wales have significantly improved there's no doubt in that they are very they have got good size in their pack like they're bigger more physical than our pack yesterday bigger size I'm sure the KG um, if they were added up was a big difference but um, I think yeah we just lacked we were at a different intensity than Wales were yesterday unfortunately when you talk about things like tenacity and getting off the line in defence, uh, kind of, they wouldn't be the things where ridiculous talent is required. There, there was a slightly passive energy to Ireland in defence too often yesterday. Yeah, and I'm not sure. I suppose it's kind of look. The girls looked a bit shell shocked, or um, and I think when you're on the back foot early in a game and you're just, you're soaking up that um, pressure and you're on the back end, it's very hard then to try and flip that and we kind of needed someone to on the on the contrary I suppose Wales line speed was the complete opposite and they're you know like teams near nowadays are bordering on an offside where I think we were we're the opposite and I think um you know I suppose there was problems in defense we were we were probably not coming up first we were kind of quite lateral and you know, um, yeah, different things like that. We just didn't look at the same intensity and that definitely comes out in defence and, um, yeah, it was kind of different problems in around the park and I think um, it is hard though when you're on that back foot and when you're, like, Wales put huge pressure on and we probably could have done a little bit more kicking to keep them honest and instead of coming up against that brick wall but um, 
like they had some phenomenal performances um, across the park, Wales yeah. yesterday, and they've significantly improved. And look, they are a year ahead of us in terms of professionalism. They reached quarterfinal of a World Cup, and um, I suppose only two years ago in Ireland gave them a hammering. Um, so in two years, they've kind of turned that around. Um, which is good for obviously the global game, not so good for us. No, there's a real sense of being left behind at the moment, despite the optimism around the contracts. And, you know, even the game at the RDS last year, Ireland were closer than they are now. Uh, on the kicking point, I mean, I, I, I totally agreed. I had the feeling at one point that maybe Breen aside, Ireland didn't have many kicking options and they were stuck in possession at times in their yeah. own 22 and Wales were pushing up and smelling blood and Ireland almost looked trapped. I mean, she used the word um, shell-shocked. I mean, it, it, it was bad out of possession, but even in possession, it didn't feel good either. It was just complete systems failure. And I don't know, do you, do you take much solace from the fact that the second half was much better? Five points apiece on the scoreline. Did Wales take their foot off? Did Ireland do something different? Yeah, it's hard to know because they had such a lead, Wales, you know, and all they had to do was really... Uh, hold on and um, Ireland obviously did improve and I think you know too well like there's a few factors but Dan O'Brien came on I think she played particularly she played well and she kind of settled the ship and she put some dinks in behind she got people moving on to the ball I think Derv Nicovard as well was even though I know she came on and got a yellow fairly but her impact and attack um, improved but um, yeah I think in the first half, we were we were playing really deep. I kind of not really sure what we were trying to do in attack. Couldn't see possibly like a clear attacking shape, unfortunately. But I think it, it looked better in the second half. But um, it's hard to see. It's hard to see was that yeah Wales taking their foot off. I think the substitutions that Ireland made did really help. I think they really improved. I think the combinations that came on did impact, um, I suppose, the way Ireland started to play and improve and move the ball and play with a little bit more um, intensity and a little bit more tempo and um, things kind of start working a little bit better. OK, so would you anticipate changes to starting 15 for next weekend? Um, I think there should be. Um, I think there was probably a few selection calls that weren't correct uh, yesterday. Um, that's obviously the coach's prerogative, what, what they'll do, but I think... It's someone like um, Dervin Nickvard who who's shown in the interpros and then doesn't start. Uh, kind of, I, I couldn't really understand that. And so, uh, like the ten has been a problem position for quite a while now. And we kind of we found someone Dan O'Brien during the summer playing against Japan, and you know they're looking to build the next World Cup. And you know, you, you, like she was starting those games against Japan, and I was kind of surprised then she didn't start. Like I think Nicole Cronin is a very good player. I personally prefer her at nine. I think she's an excellent nine, but I think probably when she went into nine yesterday, probably didn't have the best game because she hasn't been playing there in quite a while with her switch to 10. So um, I think they're probably, well, will they make the changes? I think there should be. That doesn't really answer the question, but I think there should be changes. Um, you know, some of those players that came on, uh, it's a hard thing to do. You've only played one game and, um, you know, there wasn't much cohesion. And then, you're, you know, is he going to be, is he going to expose... I don't, I don't mean the word panic, but change it up and I suppose look at those that contributed positively. Unfortunately, like our back row weren't in the game yesterday at all, no. either side of the ball. And I think that was a problem when your back row aren't aren't, aren't in it, like either side of the ball. Um, and I think, you know, the changes that came up kind of made a difference. So um, we just, we like, it's very hard to 
you can try and look for positives and I think um, unfortunately then in the back line as well we know real line breakers but that's coming on the head of like there's no go forward ball we're not putting bodies on the line or on the ground to be able to play off that so um, it's hard to, to attack but I think the second half there was a little bit more of that and um, yeah look, look a lot of inexperience there as well and a lot of young girls that are playing like in their first six nations so I think probably nerves probably played a big factor yesterday as well as um, no doubt that Wales are an improved side and they have huge physicality in their pack and you kind of you've got to move a team around like that and um, Wales were smart yesterday they have like dominated the scrum dominated the line out Ireland have problems defending a driving mall from the line out and they've had it for the last three or four years and I think Wales you know got penalties in the scrum kicked for territory line out mall and you know try time so they played to their strengths they knew what they had to do and they did it well in fairness to them and they know where their strengths are and I think if you were to analyse Wales they, they traditionally play like that so it's about trying to stop that you know it is hard to stop but we probably had to be trying to move them around the park more um now their fitness levels are up full time, but um, I suppose it was, it was hard to watch at times. But um, yeah, and I suppose the girls just have to be practical now for next week and try and you've only got six days to fix it, and they'll have to try and be smart about what they fix because in six days you're not going to you know fix all those things. But I suppose some of it yesterday was you know as you said you don't need talent like there was missed tackles, players getting handed off. Um, being on your own line, um, you know, the the nine Kira Biv or Kira Biv and like just tapped and went over one of our props, like um little yeah, small things like that. I know that that was their number nine from a few meters out against three Irish players yeah. in the posts. And, and I think there was just times we didn't look awake. We just like, you know, we were on the line and And you know about that? So I totally agree on the flat footedness, the the lack of aggression, work rate, lack of looking yeah. alive. What really struck me as I watched interviews uh, during the week with Nicola Friday, the captain, and with Stacey Flood. No, sorry, not Stacey Flood, Dorothy Wall, excuse me. Yeah. Um, and it was interesting, separate to each other, you know, so Nicola Friday was talking about how, look, we arrived on uh, Wednesday and it's great to be able to do that. And, you know, we're really, we're feeling, you know, like well rested, well prepared for this game, ready to really go on Saturday. And Dorothy Wall, she was asked an open question, you know, what kind of performance can we expect on Saturday? And she said energised. That was the word she used, energised performance. And given the preparation that they've had in in contrast to players of your generation, who I suspect were busy juggling work, travel and a million <laughs> other things, you know, as you would yeah. well know. So that's why almost when they were talking about energy and preparation, I thought, wow, they're, you know, they're going to move this Welsh team around. We're going to see a really buzzed up Irish team. And and so that's why the flat footedness was uh, particularly surprising. If you had told me that it had been a ramshackle week and they'd only managed to get a flight that morning, I'd almost understand what we saw on their own defensive line. Yeah, I'm like, you know, like I was expecting the same thing. I was expecting Ireland to move the ball around and to be full of energy. And um, that's what I was expecting. And I was expecting it to be closer. Um, I'm not sure. Is that, you know, I think everyone is media trained quite well nowadays. And, you know, you, 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 like there is certain messages that are put out there. I don't know. Did they feel good all week? And then they were hoping for that. But yeah, like to, to be then the complete opposite of that, it, it, it that's um, when the message all week, I suppose, was the opposite. As you were, I didn't hear that now. But um, yeah, that's it's disappointing then. And 
I suppose when you don't get off to a good start, I think what was it Wales scored on very early? Was it second or third? Minute? Yeah, or, and kind I of like wrong in, on in, that. in crushing fashion. It yeah, was like, like you we're, know, we're going to win up front here. Yeah, like that's pretty much like they laid down the marker early on and we never really were able to get back up on top then. But yeah, like we didn't even we didn't see that energy even in defence. Like, you know, you can be defending for long periods in games, but there wasn't energy in in defence. And as those small things that you don't need talent for. So sometimes that can spiral across a team, you know, when it starts like that and, you know, the heads can drop and you're soaking up that pressure and you're constantly on the back foot and you're trying to get in the line yeah. and um then that's that's hard but that's when you do need the energy and um I suppose we probably needed it was hard but we needed the likes of you know Sam Monin, Karen Hard and Linda and those girls really, you know, because when we were in attack we were in that in especially in that first half when we did have the ball, we were really lateral. We were playing extremely deep. We were we were going backwards as opposed to, you know, going forwards, which was just then playing into Wales's um, hands with their line speed. So it's hard to see. And even it's hard to know until Wales play probably one of maybe France or England to see how far they've improved. Yeah. Like, I, I, I suppose I can't figure out yet where teams are at. Obviously, England are always going to be strong in France. But until we kind of see Wales now going again, I, I can't tell how much they've improved. Yes, this, this may, how, it may not be as yeah, much of a crisis poor, if they're Ireland, very good. Exceptionally, did they play very poorly, which Greg McWilliams said that everything went wrong that could have went wrong yesterday. So, you know, where Wales particularly very good and Ireland played particularly poor, we won't really know till the next game to see uh, where these teams are at. But disappointing for Ireland because I think um, we now have like you know professional contracts. We still have the girls playing in England, the girls that are working full time. But um, maybe there was a case of not knowing your best fifteen yet because some of them are full time, some of them are in England. But I suppose um, the girls just have to really work hard and just accept that they're not there yet and do everything that they can to to improve. And that's the hard lessons that. Some girls will learn some hard lessons yesterday, you know. No, they sure will. And to be fair to them, the context here is important. So the average number of caps on the pitch yesterday, starting 15, was seven across the board. Only Nicola Friday and Linda Jugong had 20 caps more each. And then from the bench, it was also inexperienced. It was just four caps apiece on average on the bench. So it's not like when the you-know-what was hitting the fan that you could say, well, let's bring in some wiser heads to just uh, stem the flow a touch. So... Uh, in that sense, it was it was a real baptism, baptism of fire. And then Wales, as you say, Alison, are a year ahead of Ireland in terms of professionalism. And what's more, and I th- it, it just felt really apparent, they are playing in the Women's Premiership, the Premier yeah. 15s. A lot of them are at Gloucester, so they, you know, akin to Leinster in the men's rugby, have a sense of cohesion and, and really know what yeah. they're about versus Ireland. But they just looked really battle-hardened whereas the Irish players didn't. And I know a handful are obviously over in uh, Premier 15s. The rest are here. And for all the training that you can do, it's not a Six Nations match away from home. No, and I think as well as that, like the girls from Wales are experienced. Eleanor Snows, I think, was her 77th cap yesterday. Um, Karen Lake is playing. Like I remember playing those girls like a long time ago and they were obviously younger when I was playing, but they're they're around a long time. Shunned Harris that came off the bench extremely. So they've got 
They've got the experience across the park. They've got the newer girls coming in. They've come off the back of a World Cup, which is, you know, a difficult thing to go and do in World Cup. Yeah. And, um, you know, and they've learned a lot of hard lessons over there. and They've brought that back. But um, and Ireland, yeah, Ireland, the Ireland have lost, lost a lot of experience with the contract situation as well, because some of the, yeah, the, the, the elder players have their careers to think about. Yeah, and I think, you know, if we if this was maybe a, di- a different stage for some of those girls, like, you know, where they were going into World Cup in two years, they might have made different decisions. Um, but especially when you see, you know, they are going for, they're going to pick young, more younger girls at the moment because that's what we're trying to develop. So if you're a little bit older as well and you've got a good career and you're trying to climb up the ladder in your career, um, yeah, like it is a big gamble just to, to, to come back to, especially the cost of everything at the moment and living in the capital, you know, that's not going to be easy. No, um, no. So, um, like, you, you, would, you would hope, like what I was hoping, that the intensity of being a full-time athlete um, would, I suppose, like the Ireland men, they, they'll say, like, that they'll, they'll hope their training would get the guys that are injured ready for um, competitive games, you know, and I know there can be different squads. But that's kind of what you'd hope when they're, training in that um, environment because oh, we can't really compare but back you know when Philip Doyle was coaching us like he'd be dreading weekends they were so intense and so physical they were they were so hard you wondered how you're going to get through them in a, in a physicality and they did match game scenarios so um, well on that point I thought it was, yeah, obviously, it, was, it was notable Greg McWilliams even in the pre-match interview without being prompted on television, he thanked the SNC staff. And again, I was thinking, okay, we're hearing the message of energy. They've had several months now of training at the High Performance Centre, access to the absolute best SNC. Yeah. I thought, okay, they, he obviously feels they've made really good gains in those few months. So uh, I don't know, maybe that is just the benefit Wales have of being a year ahead. How do you assess how McWilliams has gone about his business this campaign? I mean, we, we, what kind of job is he doing in your opinion, Alison? Um, I suppose we'll answer that at the end of the six the Six Nations really. Um What's an, like, accept, what's an acceptable like, Six Nations? Oh like third, like like and uh, we've the, lost there's, the, there's no chance of third. No. Unless like, like are Ireland not fighting hard to avoid a wooden spoon here? Realistically, from the back of the performance yesterday, yes. And like as we said, we can't tell how good Wales are and how poorly we play till we till we see us playing against other opposition. But yeah, that's realistically. But like, I think we kind of still have to question people that aren't being picked. Like, you know, Kleena Maloney. I know there was the issues, and but she's a phenomenal player. Um, we don't have huge depth. Um, you know, the reason was like I'm a very honest person, and I'm like I'll be a person that if the, what's the reason? Like, if the reason is she's not in form, well. That's not the case because she is informed. But no, if the it's, reason it's is obviously okay. a personality thing, yes, like and just come out and say that, to, and you know, let it we get over it because player of her, you know, caliber, like someone like Kira Cooney playing over there as well. I think they could bring a lot of. And look, that's up to to coaches and environments. If they don't want certain people about, that's completely. I accept that if they want, if they don't want. But um, I I don't know. I would like Greg coached me I like he was a great coach but I just would probably question some of the selections yesterday just um, from seeing what the, some of the subs did when they came on and how they made an impact and just like an informed player like Nick Avard then not being involved like you know players playing so well full of confidence and then 
doesn't then start like um and, and probably one of the most even though the caps when she does have like a lot of experience she's played in six nations she was on the sevens team that played in the world series she's played for Munster for a long time she's been playing since she's quite young so she would have experience and i think at times yesterday we saw like people a lack of experience like forwards not getting into the mall when we're getting absolutely you know pummeled backwards you know standing out and on the fringes having no impact and uh things like that you know um so i suppose that will come in time when you have people that are able to be leaders on the field and, and have that r- real rugby sense of what they're doing but um look yeah look it's going to take time and they are a year behind and there is some very good players there but i suppose i kind of what i didn't like seeing yesterday was there was a lot of chop and change and like there was you know, Molly Scuff McCabe was out in the wing and then she was back in at nine and then Dan was on and there was just seemed to be like so much changing for, I don't know, like there wasn't, um, what is the word I'm looking for, but it wasn't settled in terms of who was playing where, you know, it, it was hard to keep up. You're like, oh, so-and-so's going there yeah, now, they're, they're here. Scramble. Totally, yeah. yeah. So, um, well, the good news is look, it's, France, it's a hard it's job. Fr- yeah, it's France next week. Sorry, we're just out of time. It's France next oh, week. Right. Um, so it doesn't get any easier. Let, let's talk next week and we can assess two performances and we'll see how Wales go in round two and we might be a bit clearer. It mightn't be as grim, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Like, And I think it can only go up now, which is which the thing. And, <laughs> like, it's terrible that we are having this yeah. conversation because there's been so much negativity for the last two years that you, like, you're really hoping. But I, I like in time those girls will get experience and they'll improve. And I think they'll learn so much from yesterday and they'll like, they'll have to bring it to another level against France. And I think they will bring it to another level. They have no choice, but um, yeah, things will become clearer after the second round where teams are at really. Okay. Let's talk then. Thanks so much. Thanks Joe. Have Cheers. a good evening. Bye-bye. Likewise, likewise. Alice Miller there giving us her thoughts on a very disappointing start to the Six Nations for the Irish women yesterday in Cardiff. Our rugby coverage and off the ball is with thanks to Vodafone, main sponsor of the Irish rugby team. We all belong to the team of us. Short break. We're back with Colin Boyle talking GA next.